What up, what up, what up? This is episode 28 of the Ungrown Ups, and we're doing great. That was a really <laughs> bad... I don't know what that was, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's there forever now. All right, we got that out of the way. Yeah, the, the episode 28, the 28th episode. The 28th episode. We I'm Matt, it. that's Ryan. It's you me. Hi. can't see us, but you can hear us. Yeah, well, and you probably don't want to see us. Uh, I didn't shower this morning. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I showered just right before I came here just because I was out in the garage getting all sweaty, working on stuff. I'm having a really lazy day. Yeah. So, I mean, not, nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Right? Lazy Sundays are awesome. Oh, yeah, it's been great. There's really not a lot going on, so I figured I would just, you know, I was going to shower. I had an every intent. And then something came on the TV and you're like, oh, let's watch I, this. I basically sat down. <laughs> yeah. And then I sat down. Yeah. I started watching, um, I started watching Long Way Up. Right. Long that's, Way Up. That's yeah. the. Uh, Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor. So this is the third. Uh, so I like two, th- 2000 and something, 2002, 2004. Something I think like it was that. the first year they did it. Yeah, so they did a, a show called Long Way Round where they left London and went literally around the, the they circumnavigated the globe. Uh, on motorcycles. On motorcycles going east and then went around to, through North America and then back to London. And then they did, a few years after that, they did one called uh, Long Way Down, which was London to uh, South Africa, uh, also on motorcycles, obviously. The first trip, or the, those two trips were done on BMWs, right. and this trip, long way up, is they're shipping the bikes to Ushuaia at the bottom of South America and riding north to Los Angeles. They're doing it on electric Harley Davidsons called Live Wires, it's, even though these are totally custom, one-off built bikes that are an, an adventure touring bike, uh, so it's not really, I don't even think, a production bike. That's right, because Harley doesn't make an adventure touring bike. Yeah, well, they had talked about it, but it wasn't an electric bike, so I don't know if that's even coming out anymore. But, yeah. But so they're doing that, and then they shipped VIN 1 and VIN 2 of the Rivian pickup trucks down there as well. Yeah, the R1T. R1T, yeah. So, yeah. and then Rivian is, they've supplied two trucks, and they are uh, building an infrastructure, apparently, for charging, which is questionable yeah, yeah it doesn't seem i don't know we'll see I, I just got almost to the end of episode one when you when you stopped by so i don't know where this is going to go but i long way round was phenomenal i mean i'm a motorcycle guy obviously but it was a big inspiration and in even me taking the leap of doing a lot of adventure touring yeah and you know going off the grid and doing all that stuff well and, and, and the shows even if you're not into motorcycling. It's almost kind of like a, one of those grand tour mm-hmm. or top gear type of yeah. adventures where it's, it's interesting enough to the casual consumer, even if you're not into motorcycles or just, if you like you and McGregor or whatever, it's right. just that sense of adventure, that sense of ex- exploration and, and pushing yourselves to do things which you wouldn't normally think would be possible. And it's cool. All the, like the people that they meet and the places that they get to see and yeah. all this stuff's really cool. It's just the adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of shenanigans and, you know, funny stuff that happens and not so funny stuff that happens too sometimes. So, uh, unfortunately though, Charlie Borman was in a really bad motorcycle accident. Um, I want to say a couple years ago and like, I mean, broke his legs, his pelvis really, really, really messed up Had pins and stuff in his legs and whatnot. And right before, I guess, uh, when they started planning this trip, he got in another really bad accident oh, in like Africa or something. And yeah, uh, luckily he's, he's still around. Obviously yeah. they went on the trip, uh, I'll find out how it went. Yeah. But it's on. How many it, episodes is it? I think there's only three out right now. Oh, I they're think doing they're, that they're trickling a little bit. Um, yeah, they released three at once. It came out 
last week. I now, think. how are you with it? Like on some shows, like I don't mind when they release it like once a week. Other times I find it kind of annoying. I sort of find it refreshing because we've gotten so used to being able to binge everything. Like the other show I'm watching is The Boys, uh, The Boys season two on Amazon Prime. Have you seen this? No, I Dude, have not. It's so fucking up. It's amazing. So it's about basically they're superheroes. Okay. But they're they're called the Seven and they work for a corporation. So it's like corporate X Men. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> except they're really messed up. Like it is a a. <laughs> It's, you have to watch it. I mean, it, it is so screwed up, but it is awesome. Yeah, I'm not a huge like comic book superhero fan. It's a like it's even, a show that I think even even if you're not, it's it's a pretty good show. Like all of those Avenger movies and Captain America stuff. Like I've seen maybe two or three of them. Uh huh. Maybe. That's... Like I I just I don't know. Like I, I see all the hype, and I I don't know if it's just all of the fanboyism that kind of ruins it for me where I just don't care enough. Well, did you read comics as a kid? No. Oh, well, maybe that's No, I didn't read comics. I I played with Pogs, but didn't read (laughs) comics. Didn't didn't do the Pokemon thing. I was, well, Pokemon was, I think, after. Yeah. After, right? We We were too old for that. But speaking of Pogs, that's funny. I know exactly where mine are. Yeah? I still have a bunch of them. I wonder if they're worth anything. I don't know. Probably not, huh? I remember back when I was into big into sports cards, so I had baseball, basketball, stuff, and you would get the issues of Beckett magazine because you would want to see right. how valuable your cards are. And I I have to assume that most of my card values are kind of like beanie baby values where they've just kind of fallen and they're worth pennies if anything. There are some cards that are still worth money. Yeah. I have a like I have some rookie cards of, of some notable basketball and baseball yeah. players and stuff, but I, I can't imagine that they still have quite as much value as they did back in the nineties when I was getting those Beckett uh, magazines. No, to see probably worth. Uh, and to answer my question, no pogs are not worth anything. I'm on eBay and they're it's, basically free. All the money's in the slammers, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently not. It turns out. No. <laughs> Um, I, remember, I remember all the controversy with Pogs in elementary school was just the fact that they considered it gambling, and so they tried to ban the activity. Yeah, we uh, we got used to get in trouble with marbles. Marbles were big. No, I didn't do that. Like I never in saw the marbles school. thing. Yeah, my dad apparently, like in in Colombia in South America as a kid, he was quite the uh, the marble sniper, and he really would, yeah he he'd be winning games all the time, but. I never saw marbles as a as a game, like on the playground or anything. Yeah, I don't know why it was big at the school that I went to, but it was. Did your dad have some rad, like, marble-related nickname? I don't know. You should find out. That'd like, be super like sweet. The, the, the stories my dad has told me about his childhood are kind of, like, random. Because, I mean, obviously growing up in, in Columbia, it's, it's, at that time, it was practically, like, third-world yeah. conditions. And especially for him being hearing-impaired or being deaf, that changed his experience. But he he would tell me like he uh, he won a a yo yo competition for what? the number of around the worlds you could do with really? a yo yo, and he did like something like a hundred plus or whatever. And the grand that's, that's weirdly impressive. That is weirdly impressive. Yeah. And the grand prize was a Coca Cola soccer ball. That is a terrible prize. Yeah, but at the time, you know, at that, I mean, he was born in fifty three, so yeah. I'd assume this was late sixties. Maybe mid sixties yeah, somewhere yeah. in there, so that was the prize. Yeah, that's all right, I guess. That's I mean, weird. A soccer ball might be better than winning like a stack of pogs. That's very true, actually. Although I don't think they had heard of pogs yet. 
Not yet. No, because they wouldn't be invented in Hawaii yet. Yeah. I yeah. think that's where they came from. Yeah, because yeah. of the pineapple orange that's lava right, pineapple. juice. Yeah, Pog. Oh my gosh, dude, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny, though, you mentioned that your, your card. So I found, I'm trying to think of even who it is. It's in a drawer somewhere. But I found a baseball card. It's like one of the few that I have left. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, yeah, and looked it up, and I was like, "Awesome, it's worth like eighty bucks." And oh, I was that's like, cool. I looked it up more. I did a little bit more research, and turns out, no, it's not. It's worth like four dollars in the condition that's in. Or no, just... it's in perfect condition. It's okay. just nobody actually wants it. It was some guy trying to sell it, right? That yeah, wasn't ever going to sell. But I did um, when the first Deadpool movie came out. So uh, Ryan Reynolds, thank you if you're yes. listening to this, which you probably aren't, but thank you anyways. When that movie came out, I had Deadpool's first appearance. Oh, rad. I sold it and made a thousand bucks. There you go. Yeah, I wasn't mad about that. No. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, if you can strike while the iron's hot and make that money, you might yeah. as well. What was the thing that, like, it had been in a box since I bought it, basically. So what was the point of keeping it? Yeah. You know? Like, growing up, like, my brother and I would go to a local sports card shop and uh, we would go buy cards, rookie cards, or you know, various mm-hmm. cards of, of favorite players and stuff. And then I remember on Saturday mornings, they would have memorabilia raffles. So you would buy, what was it, like, you know, four tickets for five bucks or some 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 raffle thing, but you would buy your 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 tickets and you it was a live raffle and they would give away autographed balls, memorabilia, yeah. cards and stuff. And because of those raffles over the years, like my brother and I actually have a decent collection of autographed memorabilia i have a ted williams mickey mantle autographed eight by ten that's cool autographed by both of them i have a ted williams mickey mantle and can't remember the third player um all three of them autographed we have an oj simpson autographed football a michael jordan autographed batting helmet oh that's cool we have a shaquille o'neal autographed basketball where do you keep it all that's the thing is it's not up in the house or anything like that. Yeah. It's just it's in a closet. I think my brother has some of the balls on display at his place. Yeah. But it's just it's cool, but what do you do with it? It's just somebody's autograph scribbled on an item. Yeah, you kind of need like a I don't know, like a toy room or a Yeah, some something. some sort of I mean we have a, a spare bedroom that we call the mustache room. Okay. And that's that's where Grayson plays his Xbox and that's where we have some stuff up on the wall and it's Kind of like a semi-man cave. Yeah. Maybe Why it's is a, it called the mustache room? Because there's a uh, piece of art that's just got a big mustache on it uh, that's up on the wall. And then my, we uh, we went to the antique market, like the antique swap meet in Long Beach mm-hmm. at Veterans Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found a bunch of Civil War era portraits of various men. And they all had wicked facial hair. Oh, that's cool. So we got those. Um, we, ha- we have yet to get them mounted and framed. But the goal was to kind of tie into that mustache art and hence the mustache room. All right. But I guess it's another way of saying man cave without really being a man cave. Yeah, the term man cave is weird. Yeah. I'm going to go in my man cave. I think that's just the garage. Yeah, or a place you should never share with people. Maybe. You just it's, it's, it's a place where you can be a, a little messy and just close the door and don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Which I, in my case is the garage. Right. I mean, which is fine. The garage works, right? Yeah. That's all you need. Uh, the, yeah, I don't know. What the heck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, comic books. Yeah, I, I sold one. Yeah, so never I got into it. That. Yeah, I, I was pretty big into it. I mean, I had, I probably still have a ton of them left, but. 
Do you have them all like sleeved with yeah, like they're a all cardboard pol- thing? Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. And they're in a just like one of those comic book box things that I honestly I want to take them to the comic book store and be like, dude, I don't care. Just yeah, give me something for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that Com- involves loading them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you think about like the comic book collection or even like the sports card thing. It's a lot of it's similar to those people, the, the wealthy individuals that can buy exotic cars, but they don't drive them. They buy them, they own them, they just look at them. It's like the comic books. You you own them, but you don't really handle them because you're concerned about putting oil on the pages. And no, I mean, I've, I read every single one of them. Once. I would just put them in a bag. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I do have a really good series that I should try and dig out. It's called Hamster Vice. And it's uh, basically Miami Vice, but with hamsters. Huh. And it's pretty damn funny. Interesting. Yeah. I used to have uh, the very first run of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they were black and white still. Okay. And uh, kind of a darker comic. Uh, from what it would become, and unfortunately, I can't find them because those are worth a bunch of money. Yeah, like my brother had comic books, and I remember the big thing that he had was like, and I think it was a reissue, but it was like the first issue that Silver Surfer appeared in, or something like that. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you're into it, you're into it. Yeah, if you're not, you're not. And I am one of those that yeah. is totally not. You just were into baseball cards. Yeah, but that was only like for a couple of years. That wasn't like a a enduring thing other mm. than going to the sports memorabilia store on Saturday mornings to do the raffles. Right. That was really about it. Like yeah. it, it was kind of interesting. Like as a kid, hobby wise, like Legos were the, the big collectible Legos and constructs. And then eventually connects when those came out, yeah, like yeah. those building toys. But I would spend time in the garage playing with tools and right. wood and making stuff. So it's, it was definitely a sense of building and fabricating and stuff. Mm. That type of stuff I always did. But Never really got like even with video games and stuff. I, you know, we had the original NES, but my brother was much more a gamer than I was, so right. I would spend more time watching him play than playing myself. Mm. And like right now, uh, I've been introducing Grayson to Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes, by the way, finally got my copy. Yeah, got my copy on on Tuesday after after Labor Day. Those yep. bastards, and uh, it's a great game, dude. But I is, actually haven't played the game. I'm just so playing good. the free skate. Oh, just really? on the random levels. Just my son and I are playing split screen. Yeah, yeah. Just running around, doing stuff. So I got it on, on PlayStation because I felt like that was the right thing to do. I got mine on Xbox. I've been using the, not using the the sticks. I've been using the analog the controller analog, right. like, like you would have done back in the day. Yeah. And I started at the first, I tried Tony Hawk 1 and I've been going through the levels. Yeah, I haven't even touched the level yet. We've just been doing the free skate just because yeah. it's so fun just to kind of bomb around and, right. and play with stuff. I don't even think I know how to play the game. Like, literally through the levels. I've just been dicking around, just exploring each level. It's perfect. Like, the bull ring is hilarious because there's a bull running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The schoolyard's fun. Like, it's just fun. For me, it's like trying to remember where a bunch of the stuff is, too. It's like, oh, yeah, where was that? How do I get to this thing? Like, that was... Because you have to unlock certain things, right? Yeah, so they have, like, high score. uh, There's, like, three different high score levels. There's a... um, high combo level or a high combo uh deal there's a secret tape you collect the word skate uh every level's got something different like the school has uh, you have to wall ride five bells right uh, and grind different benches and gaps and stuff it's pretty cool nice but I, it's finding half the stuff is like oh yeah how do i get up there again oh, oh yeah yeah and then you remember i think the funnest thing about the game for me is the soundtrack yeah because it is a total time war but it's all that alternative music from like the 90s and stuff so you're like oh man i haven't heard this song in ages this is fun but that's what's cool about it. And I like they added some stuff too. So 
it still has the same kind of spirit as the original, but there's some newer songs on there as well. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple things that are actually missing. We'll see. And it could be due to licensing and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I never owned the game when it first came out because I didn't have PlayStation as a kid. Got it. But I remember going over to friends' houses and playing the game. Right. So that's why, for me, the nostalgia was, okay, I remember playing this game, but never having owned it, it's kind of fun to really kind of experience it somewhat for the first time. Right. And, and Grayson's been having fun with it. He's been playing it a couple times, but he's now back into his full Forza. Full Forza. Yeah. It's a, it was an obsession. I mean, honestly, dude, it was the game that I played hundreds of hours. And we would all just play it. Like, it was just so much fun. Can you... That's not virtual reality compatible. You can't no. put the, your VR goggles on and... No, that would be disorienting, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. As like, you look around and you don't know where you're at, and you're and spinning and flipping, yeah. Yeah. The... Uh, no, but the that new uh, Star Wars game that's coming out is called Squadrons or something. It's like I don't know. It's coming out in October, but it's a you know flight sim game. Okay, that's virtual reality. And then they're actually releasing a first person shooter that's a Star Wars themed one on Oculus Rift. So oh, I, will, right. I will never play it because you don't want to buy an Oculus. That's correct. It would, it's a sh- it's interesting why that's exclusive. Like why wouldn't they port it over? Because I mean, once you have the game more or less coded for VR support, you would think you would want to get it out. Probably so that uh, people will buy Oculus. I think that's probably what was the deal with that. Maybe a deal, yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it was... Because, I mean, uh, Beat Saber is... That's on PlayStation. But it's also on Oculus. Right. It's on a bunch of other platforms. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where it's... Everybody's got it, so it's kind of fun. Like yeah. Tony, Tony Hawk, it's on Xbox. It's on right. PlayStation. So it's fun in that regard. But I guess it makes sense to have like somewhat of an exclusive. Well, they also have oh, so I did do Tony Hawk has like a party thing, so you can do uh, you can play virtually or online or whatever with friends. So my brother in law and I tried that. It was kind of cool, I guess. Is it like the free skate mode? Or? Yeah, well, it'll be like a level, and then it's uh, you have to do like uh, best combo or oh, okay. whatever wins. And, yeah, it's it's not as much fun as just the game, to be honest with you. I think personally, other people might like it. <laughs> But I do not. But you will not speak poorly of those people with bad taste. Yeah, no, I, they know who they are. They they get it, right? The uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's fun and it's it's kind of st- stuck a. It's it's cool because there's a lot of stuff that's out right now that's got that nostalgic vibe. I was right? gonna say that so much of what we've been doing over the past couple of weeks has had that '90s throwback, right. '80s '90s throwback because we've done the whole Cobra Kai binge yep. watching on Netflix, which was a great. If not somewhat predictable, but great series. Definitely predictable once you started. to. I think season two got kind of predictable with how the kids were going to work out and like what was going to happen there. But the as far as like the daughter and the son and the. Yeah. That part. But, but whatever. I, I like that. It's a totally different perspective. I think I watched it in like three days. Yeah, we we got through like the first season in probably two or three days and then. The second season, we just spaced it out so we were watching like two episodes a night or something like that right. just to kind of prolong right. the fun. So the the second season ends on a cliffhanger. And yes. then episode, the, the third season, I guess, has already been shot. and It's for sure happening, huh? It's for sure happening. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, the first two seasons were done with YouTube Red. Right. And then Netflix picked it up. And then I don't know. If oh, season three is on. Somebody asked me about this. So season or told me about this. I should say season three is apparently on YouTube. So you'll have to wait until they've got it out for a bit. And then it'll. Is come that what it you. is? I, th- yeah, I think so. Because what I heard, or at least when I'm looking at online comments is like release it already. They're commenting on face or on 
on Facebook when you know Netflix does their sponsored right. posts or whatever. Right. Like, oh, season three, where's it at? So my understanding is it's been shot. I don't know if it's been released yet or whatever, yeah. but apparently in this one, they actually do go to Okinawa for real. At some point, because in, in Karate Kid 2, the movie is set in Okinawa, but Wasn't it was actually... In like LA? Honolulu. Oh, yeah, same thing. Yeah. So it wasn't at all like authentic. So right. apparently they do travel to Japan in the third um, third season. But it'll be interesting to kind of see. But I was kind of joking before we started this podcast. It'd be awesome if they just started doing some other 80s mashups. <laughs> like maybe one of the karate kids get, gets wet after midnight and turns into a gremlin. Or maybe they'll just make a new Gremlins movie. That would be kind of cool. I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's a great I- Christmas film. Yeah. So it's Christmas is coming up. I would totally watch Gremlins if they... But the thing is, is like, there were so many amazing original movies, like in the 80s and 90s, and yet everything these days seems to just be a, a remake. remake. Yeah. So why can't they have these original movies in this day and age? I mean, it seems so much about just risk for the studios. Like, they want to do something where it's a known entity, where they don't, there's a built-in audience, and they can guarantee some level of return. I don't know. Everything's a reboot. Like, Dune's being remade. Yeah. Which but, is fine, I guess. But the nice thing is, I think, now is some shit is not working. So, like, Mulan was rebooted as a live-action movie. And, granted, COVID changed the release tactics, yeah. but it didn't do all that great in the States, and it's not doing at all well in China, which is interesting, because that's why they made the movie with the Chinese government participation right, and they tried right. to pander that market and it fell flat. So my uh, my nephew saw it. Granted, he's seven, yeah. but he said it was good. He liked it. My sister saw it. I mean, they said it was a good movie. Yeah, I had some friends that, that commented. They were all excited to see it. They watched it and they were like, I didn't need to see that. Oh. Like, it just wasn't what they expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like, uh, it was that same weekend where it was around the same time because both Mulan came out and I think the next weekend, Bill and Ted's Oh, uh, yeah, they were pretty much right out. after each other, yep. And so they were saying Bill and Ted's was much better. Yeah, Bill and Ted was great. So I did I did watch that, and that was another thing that I really enjoyed. But real quick before we completely get off Cobra Kai, I, one thing I really did like about the way that they did it was that you see stuff from Johnny's perspective, and it turns yes. out Daniel's kind of a dick. From Johnny's perspective, because they'll do flashbacks to the original Karate Kid 1 movie. And Which was rad to have that tied in. I thought that was yes. really cool. You're seeing it from Johnny's perspective, and the stuff he's saying, the way he describes his experience with Daniel, you realize Daniel's a little bit of a dick. Yeah. Well, like the the shower scene, right? Or the, uh, sorry, the bathroom scene when uh, the yeah. Halloween dance, right? And he's like, I was just minding my own business, and, and he comes in and, like, soaks me. Yeah. And then his friend beats us up. I'm like, hey, you know what, that... That actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, but his friend Miyagi didn't beat them up because they were just innocent bystanders. Well, right, but uh, granted, but at the same time, like, right, the you kind of see it from his yeah, perspective. Yeah, you can totally see it. So it, it was cool. I also really so Bill and Ted did watch it. Thought it was worth the money. Uh, was happy to to have spent the money on it. It was yeah. great. Twenty bucks, right? This, yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah, um, but it was awesome. I thought it was really good. It was well done. It's so hilarious. We, we started watching the movies so uh last weekend we watched bill and ted's excellent adventure yeah and that movie still holds up it's so it's still great and i was surprised how much of the movie i still remembered because i've only seen it i want to say like two times i saw it in the theaters and i think i saw it once when it came out to rent on vhs which is crazy right but like i remember napoleon in the water park at waterloo (laughs) and 
you know, uh, Joan of Arc doing the jazzercise thing in the mall. Right. These scenes, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And so it was really kind of surprising how well that movie has stuck with me. Right. Even though I've only seen it two times. There was there were some cool callbacks too in the the new one, which, oh, yeah? which made it kind of neat. Oh, yeah, nice. and it's sort of mostly it's about Bill and Ted, but it's also about like their daughters, right? Because and, they're dads now, right? Right, and the 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 one that plays uh, Keanu Reeves's daughter is friggin' hilarious, dude. Apparently, she followed him around for like a month just to mimic or yeah. pick up on his behavior. Yeah, That's and it rad. is hilarious. And then she's also in another really good show called Atypical. I don't know if you've seen that. It's uh, on. There's so much TV well, to watch. So it's on Netflix. It's one of those shows that it's got um, uh, Michael Rapaport's in it. Okay. And it's about a family, and the 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 son has um, he's on the spectrum. And oh yeah, yeah I've, I've heard about this. It yeah. is such a good show. Um, but the, it's cool to see her in a different role. In a different role. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat. But it's funny that you say you've only seen it. I don't know. It's so weird. To only have seen like it how many a times have you times. seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I owned it. I used to have it on VHS. <laughs> So we, we would watch it all the time. And see, the funny thing is, I remember growing up, we had the the wood-grained plastic drawers that you would store mm-hmm. your VHS cassettes in. And we had, I remember the Batman, the Michael Keaton yes. Batman. Ooh. We had that. Yeah. And saw that a couple times. But a lot of the movies we had were recorded off of, like, HBO or right. off TV. No, I remember it was... I can still see the logo. Like the logo was just white screen printed. It wasn't a sticker right on top of the VHS. It was just white screen printed. The logo was awesome. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think like, how many times do you think you've seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Oh, geez. Probably. I would say probably 20. Yeah. I'm trying to think like back what movie I've seen the most. And it might have to be one of the Naked Gun movies. I mean, I know I've seen the Star Wars trilogy more than any other movie I've ever seen. That being said, yeah, I don't think I've even I've seen the trilogy probably completely all the way through the original trilogy, yeah. completely all the way through maybe two or three times. No, I've seen it several hundred. I've seen Top Gun a bunch. I've seen Office Space. Okay, I've seen both of those movies a, a bunch. A ton. Beetlejuice. Swing- okay, Swingers. I saw Swingers a lot. I saw Swingers a couple of times. In a really close second place to Star Wars. This is going to be kind of strange, but Predator, the original Predator movie. Huh, yeah, I've seen uh, Predator a couple times. I've seen uh, Alien a couple times because yeah. my dad was a big Arnie uh, sci-fi action. So like Rambo, yeah. Terminator, Predator, like all of those I've seen multiple times. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of interesting like why some movies I, I've seen thousands of times it seems like, but then other movies seen once or twice, but I still remember them. Right, right, right. There's a lot of movies that like, like Spaceballs, I've seen more than I've seen Star Wars. Yeah, that's weird. But it's a great movie. Yeah. But it's it, it's a thing like with Star Wars, like I can put it on in the background. Yeah. And and I'll do that sometimes. And it's just like, it's, I don't know. Robin Hood Men in Tights, I've seen a bunch of times. Like, I, I <laughs> Dude, like, I forgot all about that movie. That is such a freaking good movie. I like dumb comedies. Princess Bride, I've seen that a bunch. Yeah, I've seen that a couple times. I, I remember as a kid, I saw Never Ending Story oh, a bunch over of times. Oh, over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Top Gun, we actually, and I don't know that necessarily it's because we watched it all the time, but the beginning scene to Top Gun, we wore out the VHS. What does a worn out VHS look like on screen? Or it's just like all snow, yeah, or is yeah. it just it just doesn't play? Or the it, like the picture oh, would judder. jump and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, that movie, watching it on VHS, and then when DVDs became a thing, like I had a job at Circuit City, so I was 
18 at the time. So that was also a big like demo movie. Right. Like in before DVD, that was a big demo movie for Laserdisc. Right. So you'd walk into the the home theater department and that was, you know, the opening scenes. That was always the demo track or whatever they were doing to to show off the uh, the TV or the home audio setups. So I remember seeing parts of Top Gun a bajillion times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You but see I've seen all the best yeah. parts. Yeah, but we actually watched we watched it with Grayson all the way through uh, last week. Oh yeah, because it was on Netflix. We were like, oh, it's here. That's cool. So that was kind of cool. So like, it it is kind of nice to have this. I don't know this this homecoming of sorts to like reminisce on the nineties. Well, do you think when's Maverick gonna come out? It was supposed to come out this summer. Yeah. So and what? it got delayed. So I think then it was Christmas. But I I think the problem is is like. It's granted they've already spent all the money making it, so whatever, let's say it's $150 million or whatever it costs to make the movie, yeah. they need to recoup their investment somehow. And if they do it direct, you know, to consumer video on demand at 20 bucks a pop. They're not going to do that. I just looked it up. July 2nd. 2022? 21. 21. Yeah. Well, that's a nice patriotic movie, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we I don't really know much about it other than it's Maverick as Jester. Oh yeah, well, I mean, he's an instructor, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, it is interesting that all this stuff, you know, Tony Hawk, all these movies, the TV shows, like all the the cool nostalgic stuff. I really would like a, if everybody's listening, Gremlins. Gremlins would be awesome. Not necessarily a remake, but maybe a show. That could be interesting, like a series. Maybe a little harder edged, maybe yeah. more evil. Well, Gremlins, do you remember no. how like Gremlins was actually a pretty like scary. for a little kid, a yeah. scary movie. It, well, it's interesting too because you look back on the ratings back then. Like PG thirteen movies could show nudity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then they were pretty liberal. Yeah, because I think the PG thirteen rating was assigned after the fact, right? Because I think it was just PG and R, and then a couple of years later, and then they went back and kind of tried to shoehorn these movies into the into the new classifications. What is it rated? I think it's PG or PG thirteen. But there there were some movies that I've seen that were. PG-13, I'm watching with Grace. I'm like, whoa, this is more risque than much. I thought it was. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was rated PG. Go, Yeah. It's kind of scary. Well, I was five years old in 1984. So, yeah. Yeah, not. Uh, and it's pretty long. You know what's interesting is um, I feel like movies way back in the day were longer, but they were more engaging. So now, like, I see a movie runtime of, like, two hours. I'm like, I don't even want to watch this. Yeah. Right, because I, I don't know why they're just not as entertaining for two hours anymore. That was the thing that was interesting with Bill and Ted's because it was just under like two hours. Yeah, it's a pretty long movie, but it moves so quick, and you realize that the whole pl- the, the plot is just so sparse. Basically, right. they, they have to give a a presentation on history, <laughs> and they go kidnap all the actual people. Yeah, from history. Yeah, because they can't do their job. Right, and then like we're watching it, and Jeanette was like, "Why is this history presentation in front of the entire school?" And I'm like, because uh, it's a movie. Right, right. Well, yeah, there's that part of it. The other thing that was interesting, too, is because of the Internet, we're watching this thing and they're like in the mall. And then uh, Jeanette was like, there was no mall because the, the setting is San Dimas. San Dimas. Right? Yeah. She's like, there's no mall in San Dimas. And so I look at like, where was the mall scene from Bill and Ted? It was in Arizona. It huh? was. Yeah, the movie was filmed in Arizona. That's weird. Yeah, and it, it's set in Southern California, but the entire movie was shot in Arizona. It's so weird that they, like, sometimes you think, like, just film the stupid movie where you say it's going to be, and then... Uh, well, Cobra but, Kai was shot in Atlanta. 
I did not know that. But that's, yeah. that's so weird. It's like not even... Well, they can't be. They had to have filmed the when they go to the apartment. That part was filmed in L.A. In, in LA. But, but everything else like uh, was filmed in Atlanta. It's so weird, like the places that they use. So like, uh, what is it? Toronto, I think, is a big stand-in for New York. Right, because they've got high-rises and stuff. And a lot of it comes down to... Money, maybe? Yeah, tax benefits, right. uh, union wages or whatever. Because like, if you shoot within L.A., you have to shoot more or less within 100 miles of L.A. Because otherwise you have to put everybody up in a hotel. Uh-huh. And so that makes the production costs a lot more expensive. But then you have other states or other cities that have tax benefits or they'll give you discounts on some other thing. Yeah. And that justifies it. So that's why they're filming in Atlanta versus L.A. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that part. It's just the authenticity or lack thereof kind of. I just find it fascinating because yeah. I'm watching Bill and Ted's never once thought it was in Arizona. And then I looked it up on my phone. I'm like. Oh, there used to be, I used to have this app and I, I, I don't know what it's called, so I won't even bother trying to figure it out. But the app would basically tell you about all the places around you and it would give you filming locations. So was, like it talked about all the stuff that was filmed in Irvine. Oh, wow. And it was cool. And it would tell you where the, the locations around you were and you could go check them out. There was an app that I had uh, and it never got updated, so I deleted it, but it was called WikiHood. And you would fire it up. That and, might be it. And you could move the phone around and depending on what you were looking, it would tell you. So if you were in somewhere and you're like, what is this thing by the side of the road? You just open the app and you kind of like move and like pretend like you're looking at it through your phone and it'd be like, oh, that was an old mine or this is now a cobalt mine or this is something. And so that was actually pretty useful, especially on a lot of trips where you're just like, you'll drive by something and you don't know what the hell it is. Or I think that might have been it. It was something really similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was pretty cool. So uh, Iron Man was filmed in Irvine. Uh, that you know that weird black that was the office building the weird black it's like a black Osnikin headquarters it used to be or something like that oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they filmed a bunch of stuff there yeah uh, I've seen stuff beaches like... was filmed in Crystal Cove ooh don't you dare talk trash on beaches I've been to Crystal Cove that Midler is a treasure I had a, uh, a family friend that actually uh, her grandfather built their cottage in Crystal Cove and it's oh, now cool. well the state now owns all right. those cottages and so you can now camp Hotel rent, whatever they call those cottages in terms of staying there. Yeah, yeah. You can huh. stay in those in those cottages, but we we would uh, hang out there all the time, and it was really quaint, and really cool. But it's 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 strange now that it's a public asset. But yeah, still well, pretty that, cool. That thing you do was filmed just here at the Orange Circle. Yes, that I knew. Yeah, I uh, I actually was down there when they were filming, just kind of checking stuff out, and then you know all the circles all blocked off. Yeah, and Watson's they had put this awesome new sign up. The owner at Watson's like, I don't want this sign. Take it down. It looked so much better. Yeah, he was a jerk. Well, he uh, no longer owns it. Well, that's true. But the uh, and I don't know if he was a jerk. He was a jerk about the sign. Let me be very clear here. I don't know the man. Uh, but the I, I was driving down at the time. I had a '67 Mustang, and the show took place in '66. Unfortunately, because oh. they were looking for background cars. That would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, didn't didn't happen. American Sniper in Seal Beach, Ooh. Pearl Harbor was filmed in the uh, Tustin Hangars for some reason. Well, it's the Tustin Hangars are one of the largest freestanding buildings, so there's a lot of space inside, so you, you know can build some pretty complex sets. Inside. You know, there's a ton of them, right? Yeah, all over the U.S. Yeah, yeah. But yet these ones, in terms of dimensions, are the biggest to be ones. The biggest ones. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, blimp hangars are a thing. The hugest. The what? The hugest. Oh, that's the hugest. Oh, hugest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, it's huge. We have the biggest buildings. Yeah. Biggest blimp hangers. They're huge. No. If that's a 
Trump impersonation. It's pretty <laughs> shitty. It's I'm not good at that. I'm not a uh, Trump impersonator. impersonator. No, Ocean's yeah. Eleven was at uh, UCI campus. Sorry, I'll stop now. Really? Yeah. It's fascinating, like just seeing stuff. Like my my brother works. Uh, he works as a as a high school math teacher and also as a uh, college professor. And so he's up in L.A. So of course he's like, oh yeah, they were filming something for like the Disney Channel or something on his campus or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, oh. Okay, it just just happening. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you, you don't expect it, but when it does, it's it's kind of fun. Right. No, I I think it's pretty cool. I um, okay. So you said Batman nineteen. We're I don't know if we were talking about this before we started recording, but that's another movie I've seen a bunch. The original nineteen eighty nine Batman. Yeah, and I actually still I saw that have. in the theater. I saw it twice. Yeah, I saw it a couple in times the in the theater. theater. I was obsessed. Like that was just such an amazing. Well, so eighty nine. I was yeah like ten, but the. uh the remember they did trading cards for movies. Yeah, I have. I still have the full set of Batman trading cards that I collected. Oh wow! Which is kind of cool, I guess. Maybe. Mm, not really. <laughs> but uh, so Lego did the 1989 Batmobile, right? Which you which have, is, yeah. Which is behind me. They just announced they're doing the Batwing from the 1989 movie, which I saw a picture of, and it's. It looks massive. It looks huge. It's like a, a wall hanging that's maybe what two and a half feet across. It's got to be. It's freaking huge. But yeah, it's got so it's got these new elements that you can hang it on the wall, which is kind of cool. I like that they're doing kind of more arty stuff. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I don't like. I'm all for some of these really cool Lego sets. I just can't figure out how many people have these things set up on display. You know, it's, I know you do, <laughs> you do, but I mean, you also don't have like a significant other that's questioning your, your decorating. Well, but I also keep it to the studio one room. Yeah. And that's a very, like there is one, there is actually one piece of Lego that is not in this room. Yeah. I have a, uh, you know, the little, uh, like, like the little people, the brickhead things. I have yeah. a Lego lucky cat. Okay. Well. And it's next to a real lucky cat. Well, which makes sense. And that's yeah. It. yeah, that's the only piece. But my, even my sister, my, my, she was over the other day and she's like, why don't you just, there's like a, in my living room, there's sort of like a ledge yeah, yeah. up top, right? She's like, why don't you just put a bunch of stuff up there? And my, my nephew's like, that would be awesome. And I'm like, because I'm still an adult. Some, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're not I, taking I, home decorating advice from a seven year old. No, but my sister of all people was like, you should do this. And I was like, I don't feel like there's a trap. Are you, are you messing with me? She might just want you to do it so she can just drop her nephew off and then bail. Uh, he he's you know he comes by. Yeah, he's a good kid. But he would stay longer if you had a shelf full of Lego up. No, in the he's room. so he's now obsessed with uh one of his neighbor buddies, uh Connor, Connor, Colin, Connor, and uh so he <laughs> they stayed with another friend uh. Uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or something like that. And basically something at like eight or nine in the morning, Owen said, uh, I want to go home now. I'm bored because he just wants to go ride bikes with his buddy uh-huh. and his buddy will show up. My, my sister's homie. He's like seven o'clock in the morning. He's already riding back and forth oh, in front shit. of the house waiting for the kid. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like Grayson gets up earlier on the weekends than he does on the weekdays, but he's pretty good about staying quiet and just firing up the xbox or being on the ipad or watching tv or something yeah i mean he's he's not making much of noise he just goes outside i mean he gets up so early yeah he spent the night here a couple weeks ago and like he actually slept till seven which i was impressed but i don't know if i would ever be comfortable with my kid getting up getting dressed going outside like at 7 a.m if i'm still hanging out in bed 
Like it, it's weird because I don't have a problem with Grayson playing outside yeah, if yeah. I know he's out there. But right. if I'm asleep and he just decides to go out there, then it's kind of like, oh. Yeah, I mean, they, he's, he, you know, where their house is, you can see the street in two directions because they're yeah. kind of towards the corner. Um, and he sticks to where he's allowed to go. So that it's works. not it's not really that big of a deal. But uh, so the bat wing, by the way, is four inches high, 20 inches long. And 22 inches wide. Okay, so it's under two feet. That's not as big as I thought it was, but still a decent size. It's pretty massive, though. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Now, is there a Lego set tied to a movie that you wish existed? A Lego set tied to a movie that I wish Like, you know, kind of like along with these Batman movies. Maybe it's, you know, an Avenger Lego thing, or it's a comic book lego thing or i would like so let's go back to the 70s and 80s again uh i think it would be cool to have like the ship from alien or the tank like the the transporter thing from aliens there's a lot more sort of the adulty stuff that i think would be kind of cool there hasn't been like a star trek lego thing probably licensing i would guess maybe roddenberry's estate won't allow it which is weird because what other licensing do they have because like back in the day they had a bunch of licensing of like you know phasers and yeah uh, uh, action figures yeah yeah but then it all died off and then now they what cbs all access or whatever that streaming service is now has new episodes of this might surprise you i'm not a star trek fan at all like i just i don't i don't get it i never gotten into it the next generation, I think I watched just because it was on. on. Um, and, you know, when you're a kid, like you're, unfortunately, you have to be inside at a certain time. Right. And it would just happen to be on. And I, my dad would watch it, but I was never, never a fan. Yeah. I, I had a t-shirt that said, uh, number one Star Wars fan. And it had the, the uh, Enterprise. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really funny. I, uh, I watched, oh God, what was that other movie with, um, uh, the home improvement guy, Santa Claus. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Tim no. Allen. So yeah, it was Tim Allen. So it was a movie where basically the um, these aliens come to Earth, like real actual aliens come to Earth to try to get Tim Allen and these other people's uh, help to save their their planet or whatever. Okay. And they said, oh, we've seen all the historical documents. Well, they were on a TV show (laughs) that was like a Star Trek type show, right? So they they weren't actually space explorers or anything like that. But the aliens didn't know that. Right. And so they came to try to get their help. What was that called? It was a spoof of like it made fun of all sci-fi movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Because what's her name from Alien was in it? Yeah, yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Damn it. What was that? Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Dude, that movie is hilarious. I've seen that probably half a dozen times i don't think i've seen it all the way through really you should watch it that's another good one grayson could watch all right it's got to be on streaming i I mean i don't see why it wouldn't be yeah that's that's the other thing is is it's it's kind of a challenge now it's like okay you you've recalled a movie like okay i want to watch that right then the next challenge is where can i watch that yeah there's a lot of stuff that's it's actually surprisingly hard to find some of this stuff yeah which i i think is is interesting personally um like a movie that that really should have no issue, you should have no issue finding. You can't find. Yeah, it. but they did release Rad again. I heard. Which, Rad, I've seen a couple times. Yeah, dude, that that movie, uh, I watched again recently, and it's still awesome. Does it still hold up? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's cheesy. Well, yeah, I mean right? most but, 80s movies. Yeah, were. yeah, but I mean that's it was cheesy then, so yeah, it's not yeah. like it suddenly became cheesy. The dance. <laughs> Do you remember the dance scene? 
where they uh, it was Lori from or what's her name from the, she just went to jail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for cheating. Yeah, getting her kids into UCLA yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever USC. That was. So, anyways, um, Lori Laughlin or yeah, yeah, okay, that's her. So there's like that dance scene and they both like go into the the gym on their BMX bikes and they start doing all these flatland tricks and it plays send uh what was it send me an angels playing in the oh, background yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man that scene is so bad so bad well and and thinking of of 80s movies and music it, it even comes back to Cobra Kai because like Johnny Lawrence's character is stuck. Is stuck in yeah. the 80s. So he's driving a Firebird. He's still listening to the 80s hair bands and stuff. And and it's it's awesome that he's kind of out of place, yeah. out of time. Yeah, it is. Um, in it the is series. But even listening to the soundtrack of, of the show, you're just like, oh, I remember that song. It's, it's kind of, it's a nice, I don't know, not necessarily a trip down memory lane, but it, it's just kind of funny how it you reminisce about stuff and you just remember... Either stories or memories associated with that song, or or the movie that that song was in. Right, you know, it's just yeah. A lot of the, I mean, a lot of the soundtracks are better than the movies in some cases. Yeah, well, I know on some stuff, it, it that's also what makes it a hard thing for them to put it on DVD, like some TV shows. Right, like uh, had a bunch of really awesome music in it, but they can't get the licensing for it, so they have to go back and strip all the music out and fill it in with some other crap. Just to be able to release the uh, the show on streaming services, or I, I guess that's just a so that's probably just a failure of licensing the song in perpetuity for the movie purposes, then, right? Probably, yeah. Well, well I, I think it's just a cost benefit thing. So, I mean, for a TV show, they figure it's probably cheaper just to do a one time licensing for that episode versus perpetuity. Well, yeah, like back then, it probably made sense because there were there was no such thing as the streaming, and yeah. streaming, and yeah, yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> there is a lot of stuff that shouldn't be on TV. I'll tell you that much. There are so many shows like right for some reason Jeanette is going and binge watching Real Housewives of Orange County. I would leave. Well, not leave her. No, I would just leave. Leave the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I was out in the garage working and <laughs> and prepping for my new garage door tomorrow. So I'm outside sweating my ass off because the alternative is I'm inside and Real Housewives of Orange County is on TV. Now, I used to watch the show with my wife when it first aired. Because I don't live that far from these real Housewives of Orange County. Isn't it like they're all from Kodo or something, right? The original series, yeah. yes. The original characters were in Kodo. So right. as the crow flies, it's maybe the gates are less than a mile from my house. So yeah, it's, you're it's really pretty close. close. Yeah. And I've seen them in Target. I've seen them at Trader Joe's. And Well, what's her name? Has her office, her insurance business or whatever is in the... Irvine. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's over by the Spectrum now. Uh-huh. But she used to, her. Her old office was uh, right it's down the, the street. It's in the same building I worked in. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're familiar people. And when you watch the show in the earlier episodes, you got to learn about these people and what they did and, you know, what it's like being a housewife in these gated communities or whatever. I mean, it was pretty superficial. It wasn't really any sort of inspiring content. Is it like, do you think it's fully like f- fake Foality, full. Fo- yeah, know, I'm, I'm, I'm to sure. I'm sure they're coach. I mean, most reality TV because I've seen filming of various reality TV shows, uh-huh. and yes, the director will say, "Hey, uh, can you do that again?" But this time, ask. So they are put up to certain tasks. What did you see filmed? Uh, American Hot Rod, that Boyd Coddington customizing show. Uh, I did a couple of automotive like uh, TV shows, like rides. Were you in it? Um, 
yes and no. Like I was there while they were filming and I was in the background or I was working on the car while they were doing stuff. Like, but aren't they supposed to work on the car? Isn't that the point of that show? Well, see, on that one show, I was working for a company that did um, uh, classic automotive interiors. And they also oh. did, had a division that did um, automotive electronics. They did like headrest monitors and, mm-hmm. and rear seat entertainment. So their whole pitch, they came to our facility. And so it was kind of like a advertorial where they do like a little B-roll shot of the factory making all these interiors oh, okay. and stuff. And then the dude, Dwayne, comes in to pick up some seats that we had reupholstered for some build they were doing. Yeah. And then he puts them in the back of the truck. And then, of course, to be badass, he has to peel out and, and take off with the, the seats in the back of the truck. That sounds annoying. He left the tailgate down, so the seats come flying out onto the asphalt. So they had to reshoot that scene. Oh, man. Because, you know, reality TV. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've done stuff, you know, pit my ride, you know, seeing stuff in the background or TLC rides. Like any, like, automotive rehab show, like, I've either seen filmed or have been, like, in the background right. doing right. something. So you see how the director will say, hey, um, say this, this, and this. Yeah. And then the person does it. But anyways, back to this uh, Real Housewives of Orange County train wreck. I tried to get away from it. Didn't work. The first couple of seasons were all right. It was it was still trash TV. But this, whatever season my wife is on now is even more trash. Because all they're doing is arguing about why they're mad that they're arguing. Like they just, they're all mad. They're just mad at each other. They're all offended. They're all insulted. And so every time they get together, they're arguing about why they're arguing all the time because they, it's just. Then why do they even get together? Because the producers are probably saying, hey, let's do this. Right. Like in, in the last episode that was going on, as I was walking out the door to come here, yeah. they, the girls, and these are all posh housewives, decided to go to Glamis for their husband's birthday. And so they have a setup in Glamis where they have like, five big trailers parked around and all this lighting and shit that people in Glamis don't necessarily do. And then the girls decide to go out and drive their side-by-side or the rented side-by-side and they flip it and the girls get jacked up and one of them has to get medevaced out and um, the other one goes in an ambulance and all shit. But realistically, it's probably the producer saying, hey, we've uh, secured some trailers in Glamis. Uh, we've got you all go this set up. You go there. Right. So you have to figure, because I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it would be in their interest. It doesn't seem like it'd be something that they would actually be into doing otherwise unless right. they were put up to it. Well, uh, yeah. but anyways, so the show is trash to begin with. Right. It's now like a raging dumpster fire of just. Aren't there like, and they did a bunch of them, right? There's like Atlanta and all yeah. these other ones too. Is she watching all those or just the Orange County? Currently just Orange County. She has seen some of the other ones, but it's been a couple of years. So I don't know why she got back into it. I don't yeah. know if it was just, oh, Hulu, it's on. Let's, yeah. let's Maybe go through it. it but yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Like there's no point to the show other than just, What's that? they're crying, yelling, fighting. That's all that happens every episode. It's like that MTV show, Jersey Shore. There's no point to that either. And and Yeah, true. <clears throat> and these people have more money. I know. Like, that's what pisses me off is that these people get, you, you get famous, and I'm air quoting the word famous, off this bullshit. Yeah. I like that there was uh, some graffiti that I would see and it was like, stop making stupid people famous. Mm-hmm. But it's basically reality TV. I mean, you have the Kardashians or this, you know. Who are literally famous for nothing. Yes. Yeah. Well, one of them was famous for it being, a, you know, in a sex tape. But then the rest of the family is just <laughs> famous because of their sister or daughter being in this sex tape. Right. But yeah, it's just like, what the hell? I don't know, dude. I don't get it. It makes no damn sense to me. Uh, it's the same thing with like, 
you know, you're on Instagram and these these fitness models that have <laughs> a million a million followers. Like, and all it is uh-huh? is just like cheeky butt shots, and then maybe some product like she's holding like a, a bottle of pills or some supplement or something, and he's like, just like, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is it, it's. I just I don't get it. Like, why are you, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, that that whole idea of influencers is also a, another frustrating thing because these people believe that because they have thousands of people or hundreds of thousands or millions of people following them, they're important that they're important and that they wield some sort of influence. But it's like how many people actually bought a product because of somebody they follow on Instagram, selling it, advertising it, mentioning it. I think unfortunately way too many. Like I'm trying to think back. I mean, I have purchased a watch only because I followed DC Vintage Watches on Instagram because I was looking for a vintage watch. Right, but it wasn't like you got talked into buying a watch that you didn't want. It was something you were looking at anyways. And it wasn't like some douchey bro like pitching it. It was just like I liked the the photography and the watches that he had. Right. And it was mostly watches to begin with, so I knew what I was getting into. But yeah, I'm not following some fitness model or some Instagram model or some thick chick or whatever special <laughs> all, thing, all these, you know, subcategories. Yeah. I get a lot of, uh, like CrossFit ads on my Instagram. Yeah. Which is weird because you not, know, that's CrossFit. not my jam. Yeah. But I, I, that's the other thing that's interesting is you've got to figure that they must, cause you can market to us to certain demographics. So they go, okay, I want a dude that's between, 25 and 45. Well, and I guarantee that like zip codes, they're listening. They're right. It listens and pulls stuff. And like, yeah. I talk about other forms of fitness stuff with people. Yeah. And I make fun of CrossFit. Right. Only because of, you know, the, the stereotype, right? Not because there's anything wrong with it. It's just, it's fun to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I do CrossFit, but yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, how do you know somebody's a, you know, an atheist, a vegan right. or a CrossFitter? Yeah. Don't worry, they'll tell you. Well, it's like the the thing that I sent you, right? The burpees, how to do them. Like, take yeah. off your shirt. Because for some fucking reason, all the CrossFitters take off their shirts. Like, yes. there's no reason for it. It doesn't make it any better. But anyway, so uh, it's weird, like, all the stuff that you get and the way the advertising and stuff works. But but to the point where we're talking about, like, these quote-unquote influencers, I, I don't understand it. There yeah. was this big article at the beginning of quarantine, um, maybe like a month or two in, that was talking about how all these influencers are freaking out because they <laughs> yeah. they can't make any money and they're you know oh we're right because they they were traveling on somebody else's dollar right. to go to these resorts and go on these trips and stuff, but nobody's paying to do that stuff and they don't have any other source of income. So basically, they have no marketable skills, is what it came down to. Pretty much. Well, I think one of one of the the, the smartest things I've seen were you know people are trying to combat these influence coming out and going hey. Uh, can you give me this item X Y Z? Yeah, and I'll I'll pitch it to my my followers, and you'll get a ton of traffic, and you'll sell some. And the rebuttal is, I'll sell it to you, and then you can use a coupon code, and you can share it with your followers. And if twenty people buy this item, I will refund your money. Which is that's fine, totally fair and legit. Yeah. Not a single influencer has accepted that deal because they realize that they can't do it. Right. Yeah. Well, so. <sighs> I guess I just, I, I, you know, like same with you, like, I just don't understand what's going on, why they're, you know, why the people are, I guess, sort of what they are. Just, I don't know, get it. Well, and the other thing is, is like, if you're an influencer now, what happens like in five years, 10 years when you're too old or you're no longer in that thing? It's like, what do you do? Like, I, I, I kind of have the same thought about like professional athletes. Right. You know, if, if you're one of the guys that, 
that played on the bench, you know, for a football team. So yeah, you, you went pro, you might've been in like 10, 15 plays a game, you were a special teams or whatever. Your career is over. What are you doing? Do you own like a, a McDonald's franchise? Are you selling cars? Like, what is it? Are you real estate? Like, what's the career path for some of these people that their whole being or their, their whole entity is around this one finite thing? So right. be it an influencer or be a professional athlete. But once that ends, then what? Well, a lot of athletes, that one, okay, I sort of do get, like a lot of athletes end up being, um, they go into real estate or they be an they become be an agent. They become an agent. So like I, yeah. that, that one I is, and a lot of those guys like Shaq owns a bunch of pizza parlors right, and whatnot. Right. right. So a lot of them are doing other investing. The smart ones are the, doing yeah, investing. The dudes that like had that. the big, huge careers, but the right. guys that were getting like the league minimum, like, you know, that are real getting, estate probably. Yeah. It, it's, it's always just kind of fascinating to see what the career path is. But I, I, I have the same thought about like, you know, going back to eighties and nineties, think about all those one hit wonder bands. Like, are they still out on, like, the the casino, Indian Casino and County Fair tour? Like, are they still doing that? Or do they just hang up their hat and just go into, like, you know, regular careers? You know, are they... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really... I don't know the answer, and it is interesting. So, it would be kind of cool to... Where are they now? <clears throat> yeah, so there's... Oh, wait, wasn't that a show? I think it was, but MTV I don't... or VH1 did one like that, yeah. where it was like, "Where are the musicians now?" And yeah, like kind of goes through their careers and then what they end up doing and all that crap. Yeah, that I think that would I would watch that if it came back. That's a, you know if, if that show was on currently because I think there's a lot of things that are interesting that you wouldn't have expected, or some people are still plugging along doing the same thing. And you just didn't realize it. If you brought back the lifestyles of the rich and famous with Robin Leach, I would watch that. But it came back as Cribs. No, because it, Ro- it didn't have Robin Leach, though. Yeah. That's, but, that was the cl- the key factor. I, and I think, well, I, I enjoyed Cribs, but then it got ruined for me when I realized that everything they're showing on TV was rented. It's not their house. It's what? not their cars. Really? Yeah. Oh. A lot of the celebrities, they were showing off a house that they didn't even really know all that well because it wasn't their house. Well, that's dumb. But it's a way of showing off your your or providing the illusion of wealth. Yeah. When it's all just rented for the occasion. There was one, and I don't remember who it was, but it was hilarious because he had a remote start on one of the cars. Yeah. And the guy goes, I got 50 whips, and every single one of them do this. And he hits the button, and it started. And I was like, I don't know why that stuck with me. But like, this is the dumbest thing to say. I think my favorite one was, was it Red Man from Wu-Tang? Oh, okay. And they went to his apartment, and it was just a shitty apartment, and it, but it was legit. Like he had a buddy passed out, like on the on yeah. the sofa, and it was just real exactly world. Exactly what you expected it yeah. to be. That's pretty funny. Yeah, compared to some of these other ones, where it's just these huge, like palatial estates, and like you know, twenty white exotic cars all parked out in the driveway and stuff. We did a cribs parody of uh, of my dorm room when I was in the dorm was this a a assignment a, a class project or nope. was just something you and your buddy thought was funny dumb thing to do yeah <laughs> do you still have it on tape somewhere probably not you thank should, god you should go look for it. it might be next to your comic books and your pogs definitely not actually <laughs> so speaking of influencers by the way uh if you use uh, if you're looking to buy a freestyle watch or a watch band or anything like that if you use the coupon code the real cavalier you get money off Yes. And I'm going to take whatever I make through this affiliate program. And donate it. And donate it. So how, just a reminder. How much have you donated? Zero. 
Because nobody's bought one. That's correct. Yeah. You're because a shitty I'm influencer. Not, I'm not an influencer, man. I know. It's the thing. It's, and, it's, and it's funny because when you look at like Instagram and you look at all these pages and you're like, okay, I'm doing, like, I like posting pictures of cars. Mm-hmm. So I post a lot of automotive fo- photos from car shows and events that I've been to yeah. and stuff. And I have roughly a thousand followers. So You have double what I have. Right. Yeah. But I have no idea. I mean, most of them seem to be pretty. There's a lot of bots, probably. Yes. Yeah. And so then you got to figure with the influencer thing. It's got to be, you know, I know you can buy inf- buy followers, so it's probably got to be, you know, skewed even more than that. Right. But it's like, at what point are you an influencer? What's that magic number? Is it tens of thousands? Is it? Oh, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I do find it amusing because every once in a while I'll look, and I, it's amusing to me how your follower count kind of ebbs and flows a little bit because whether you piss somebody off or they get they wonder why they're following you or it's a bot that falls off or whatever it's pretty funny i do get a lot of messages from very clear obvious not real people when the profile name is like a bunch of letters and numbers (laughs) and it's right yeah i got a weird one the other day actually that was a, a message request from somebody that was like oh you should you know contact us about being a oh the comments where it's like oh yeah you know you you, you should uh, be affiliated with us or yeah. sponsored like, by us or something. Who the hell are you? And why would I reach out to you? That's not yeah. how it works. You you do it the other way. Stupid. Yeah. We've got a couple of those on the on the Ungrown Ups page like, on Instagram. Yeah, there'll be people commenting about stuff, and I'll just reply, no. I mean, I, I don't even reply to the folks. I just, yeah, whatever you say, chief. Yeah. But it, it's always amusing. You're just like, okay, but you got to figure they must be doing it because people are falling for it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's an element of of some of them are legit, right? But for yeah, the most part, but I, I think it's like the uh, the Nigerian prince scam, right? right? You you hope that somebody is gullible enough to reply, and then once they reply, you know they're already of of questionable judgment, so you can kind of keep fishing them along or stringing them along to get them to do what you want. Yeah. So. Yeah, I post a lot of motorcycles and four-wheel drive stuff. And, yeah. And a, I, I put a selfie up the other day, though. Yeah, that was kind of good. looking man. Is that portrait mode on the phone? No. Because you have the nice little bouquet in the background. It's all blurry. And... That was shot on a 50 mil fixed lens on my Canon 5D. Oh, wow. You brought out the SLR. Yeah. What I was using it for something else. And I was like, hey, and I just turned it around and snapped a photo of my face. Yeah. So if you want to see how beautiful I am. The long flowing hair. You got to do like one of those uh, shampoo commercials. Or, yeah, the hair <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> you get out of the water and whip your mane. I'm going to let it get, once it gets to a certain point, maybe we'll do like a, like we'll perm it or something. Is that uh, too much? I think Jerry Curl. I think you should just get that soul glow. <laughs> Coming to America, I've seen a bunch of yeah, times. That is a great callback, that, that movie. So they are making another one. Yes, but it's it's a sequel of sorts, right? Yeah, that's what I've yeah. heard. And so it's not like a remake. Arsenio Hall's in it. He's going to be back, Yeah, too. and so is, uh, what's his face? Edward Murphy. Yes, Edward Murphy. Yes, that's his name. Yes, Edward. Ed- <laughs> Did that. Screw you, Eddie. Like, that's. I would I would watch a twins remake. I saw a thing and it was um oh shit, who was it? I think it's The Rock said he wanted to remake Twins with uh that Peter Dinklage guy. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be freaking hilarious. But again, it's like you, you think about all these movies that were great original concepts. It's like what was the last original concept movie that you saw that you were blown away by? Like so much of what I've seen lately seems to be just like, you know, either you know, like the Bill and Ted's or the Cobra Kai, it's, it's, it's a continuation. Right. Or it's a reboot. But I'm trying to think of like, what was the last 
like movie that was original. That was original, and I was like, oh, that was awesome. Like the Matrix when that came out, that was amazing. While I don't understand it, the trailer for Tenet looks really good, and I've heard it's a good movie because the movie theaters in the UK are open again. Yeah, Inception that one was good. It was okay. But yeah, I'm trying to think like what other. But that I mean, even Inception was a while ago now. So yeah. if you if you come <clears throat> pull forward, Tenet's probably the closest thing I can think of off the top of my head that looked super interesting and, and original. The John Wick movies. Yeah, those are good. Those Look, are good. There's a comic book movie for you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like those? I've actually only saw the first one. We. The funny thing is, is John Wick for some reason is a date movie between my Jeanette and I. All right. Like we watched the first one, and she's like. I kind of like that movie. All right. So then the second one came out. We watched since we've seen all three. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so. I meant to see, like, I wa- I really wanted to, uh, I went through this period where I was, ref- I would refuse to commit to watching a movie. Just, it just seemed like it was too much time. Like in a theater or just ever? Like even at home. Like I just oh. couldn't get my head to con. Like I couldn't sit there and concentrate on that for that long. I would just get up. And so I, I would put a movie on and never watch it. Okay. Well, I, I really liked the first John Wick. So I wanted to see the second one. So I kept like saying, okay, I got to find the time yeah, yeah. and commit to it. And uh, by the time I got around to it, HBO took it off. <laughs> so I've never seen it. And then I didn't want to watch three, obviously, without seeing two. Not that I think you necessarily have to see these. Yeah. It's not like the, they, they don't really play off each other all too much. They're kind of their own each I mean, they reference things that have happened, right. but you can skip one and not be lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just never got to it. Yeah. I'm watching more movies now than I have in a while because usually the only time I would watch a movie would be on a flight. Right. You know, you're trapped in the air. You're watching whatever's on, on the in-flight entertainment. And that's where I've seen like the, the last few Star Wars movies. That's where I've seen most of the Marvel uh, cinematic empire yeah. movies and stuff like that. Not at home, but on a little, you know, 12 inch display in the seat back in business class flying to Japan, which is not a bad way to do it. No, no, you get you know, warm nuts and some cheese yeah. and you're just sitting there watching. You get your little on demand menu. Yep. Of, I would like a bowl of ramen now, please. Yes. Even though you don't need it. Nope. It's there, but you can. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Or it's the, fantastic. The, that tiny, tiny little cup of Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream with a little spoon built into the lid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's the trailer just came out for the Mandalorian season two. Did you watch that yet? No, I haven't even seen the first season. It's so good. I know, but it's just like, I, I'm not all that interested. You know what? It's, it's a show that, I mean, I think you'd enjoy it because it's more, it's almost like walking, watching I, an old Western. Right. I, I think the challenge for me now is like, I don't really care. I don't have Disney plus. And I don't really care to see. Oh, anything I thought on you had it, it. Other than the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I could resubscribe to Hulu and get the Disney plus ESPN bundle for what is it? 15 bucks a month or whatever. I don't know. But it's like, I already have Amazon Prime. Right. I already have Netflix and I already have Hulu. So Amazon Prime's what, 110 bucks a year? Oh, yeah, it went up. Yeah. yeah. Netflix is, I have it. 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a I month. I have 15 bucks <clears throat> because I have the 4K oh, yeah, streaming. Same. Yeah. And then Hulu is 10 bucks or yeah, 8 I, bucks or something like that. Yeah. We share. So we we all kind of intermingle our accounts. So. Oh. So it makes it a little bit easier, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. We're in we don't share our accounts. We just pay for them all ourselves. Yeah. So it was just like, so between those streaming services, like, do I really need to add another one? It's yeah. Well, I actually, um, my stepdad and my mom got rid of, um, cable or whatever they had that spectrum or something right, like right. a dish or I don't freaking know. Whatever. They got rid of that and he ended up getting, um, YouTube TV. So it's not YouTube red, right? But it's, it's just a regular YouTube. TV. Their prices just went up though. 
I don't know what how much it is, but it was like I want to say something like forty bucks a month, fifty bucks a month, uh-huh. and it went it jumped I think ten or fifteen bucks a month. Oh, interesting. Well, so I don't know depending on when he signed up. Yeah, I'd, I have no idea, but it's um like the live TV aspect is kind of interesting. I've, I have watched some stuff on yeah. live TV, and Hulu has that live TV option, so you can get some of those network channels via Hulu as well. Yeah. But Hulu's now owned by Disney, so it's like it's it's weird how these. It's it's you have two opposite of, of two opposite effects going on. You have all these mergers and acquisitions where companies are buying other streaming companies, right? But then you have all these other ones where their new companies are creating their own. So CBS has their all access streaming that's now getting rebranded as the, the Peacock or something. The Peacock or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you have other streaming services. You're like, what the? Yeah, at a certain point, it just gets ridiculous because. Yeah, HGTV is having its own streaming service. You, you know, need all just, this crap. A couple, like some of them are free. I guess Peacock is free. Maybe because you have to get to in order to watch Star Trek or whatever, you have to pay. There's a su- subscription tier. Oh. So, well, that but see that ugh, it's so frustrating because so you went stuff, from I don't want to pay 120 dollars for cable to for now all I'm these in, channels yeah, I don't watch. Now I'm paying 200 dollars for a bunch of crap. Yeah, yeah. To watch a show. Mm-hmm. Although I guess, you know, if you have enough email addresses, you could just free trial it and binge whatever it is you want to watch and then cancel. Yeah. That is one way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not recommending anybody do that. That seems shady. And apparently the Gmail address, if you put a period in your email address, you can create a different one. So if your email address is like first name, last name at Gmail, Uh if you do first name dot last name at Gmail, it all goes to the same inbox, but it's considered a different email address. So if you do first initial, like in your last name, yeah. dot, rest, you can play with periods in that email address. And, but, and it considers it the same email address. Yes, it'll, it, it ignores the period. It'll right. just go to that same email address. But to marketing companies and everybody else, interesting. it's a different email address. Well, there's a top tip for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I don't use it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, so. I've got several email addresses. And depending on what I'm signing up for, I use different ones. I am the same way. So, my, <laughs> yeah. So, like, my junk email, the ones I don't give it, uh, I don't really care about, that goes to my Hotmail. If I care about it, it goes to my Gmail. If I, if it's a family member, it probably goes to my Yahoo. Like, it's just, yeah, whatever. No, I have different ones for different things. Yep. I got a businessy one. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's all business. Like, if I have to give a resume to somebody. Yeah. It's Ryan42069 at Gmail. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So uh so that's that is a weirdly good segue into something. So last night, uh no effects did a virtual concert. Right. Um it was actually supposed to be live streamed. They didn't live stream, it's no effects. They probably would have fucked it up. So they ended up filming it on the twelfth, and then you got yeah. to watch it yesterday. But there's the comment section, right? Oh, yeah, people, yeah, are yeah. people are commenting, and there was a guy, it was dad bod42069. Yeah. That was his username yeah it's it makes you think of like aol instant messenger yeah but how like who's could you imagine like hey what's your email dad bod for 2069 can you imagine applying for a job is your resume and on your resume your, <laughs> your email address we had a when i worked uh i was at the subaru store in san jose there was we had this um this woman come in and one of my service advisors comes to me and he's like hey uh can you look at this i think somebody made this up and I'm like, all right, because we, you know, you capture email addresses. Yeah, yeah. So I pull up this customer's info, and it was something like "green eyed slut." Whoa! And it was an older lady. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, e- mm, why don't you ask her to confirm her email address? Just tell her we're 
Yeah, yeah, just yeah. want to make sure we have the right email address. Yeah, so so rather than read it back to her, he just said, hey, will you, you know, give me your email, confirm your email, blah, 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 your yeah. contact info. And sure enough, that was her her email. Wow. Super weird. You're like, oh, it's my husband's. But like, wouldn't you, <laughs> wouldn't you create another email? Yeah, I mean, email How do you give that to somebody with a straight it's like, face? Yeah. Ass bandit 420. Uh, that's so weird. Um, but so that the, the bigger conversation around like virtual shows you had mentioned earlier uh, before we started recording. I'm the, starting to see the, the Ventura thing, right? Yes. Ventura Fairgrounds, for whatever reason, is the mecca of in-car concerts. So it's weird that you bring that up. On my train trip, the train passes by the Ventura County Fairgrounds. Yeah. And I actually saw the stage. and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. They have this big banner that says like drive-in concert series or something like that. The very next day, David Spade had posted something that he he had done a comedy show that night. So I've seen it, seen the venue, which was weird. But it's becoming, yeah, it's becoming a big thing. Like drive-in concerts, drive-in comedy. How does that work? How do you prevent people from honking as heckling? Oh, I guarantee you that's what's happening. Because right? I, I know like at the Irvine Spectrum, they are doing, uh, improv is doing comedy up on the roof of the parking deck, and they're using the same setup that they, I guess, use for, they're doing a drive-in theater on the roof of the parking structure as well. So that same inflatable screen is being used for the comedian, but except the difference is that there's a stage set up beside the screen, and that's where the comedian is doing their, their show. So, okay, so do you listen to it on a loudspeaker or with an fm trans transducer an FM transmitter and you have to li- watch it through what if your window's dirty now you got you don't even have hd that sucks and then if you if it's through a loudspeaker i can just stand at the bottom of the parking structure yeah you could listen to the show at a lower level and just hear it for free i guess yeah yeah that is interesting that doesn't make any sense you get free jokes if you're just hanging out in the parking structure oh man that just sounds so great unless there's no well you'd have to have your radio there well no not if they're... If there's PA speakers. Yeah, but even if there's a radio, they can't stop the FM waves from right, getting right, right, to right. you. Yeah, you would sit there with your, your Walkman and be like, ah, I'm getting free comedy. Or you just park at a lower level and sit in your car. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it just, it's interesting. And I, I don't... I mean, apparently it's making some business sense. So the the thing with no effects was there's no effects, fishbone, bad cop, bad cop, slightly stupid... They did like this. Everybody was wearing, you know, all the people in the back. Is it Fat Mike's backyard? And they filmed it a week ago. But what was actually cool about it was the band had band like they bantered like they normally would. It was like seeing a no effect show, except you were standing in your living room. Oh, that's kind of cool. It was. Re- it actually was super engaging. So, I actually found it to be quite engaging. We had fun. Like all of us were singing along. It was. Were they cool. participating in the chat? Because uh, in theory, this was supposed to be a live event, in which case they wouldn't have been able to perf- to participate yeah, in the chat because they're playing. I don't think so. But then you have all these people, you know, Dan yeah, Bod sixty nine four twenty, chatting that up. No, you know, I don't are th- the dudes going? Hey, I don't think so. I don't recall ever ever seeing any of that. But it's uh, it was like I said. I mean, it was still fairly engaging. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. They did uh, white trash two heaps and a bean all the way through. All right, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I have never heard some of those songs live. Because they don't play them. Was it through Zoom or No, it was YouTube? through some... Like you basically bought a ticket. I think it was like 20 bucks or 25 bucks, And you have a, like a ticket and it was through their own whatever. I don't, I don't know what the service was. I didn't pay. I didn't do it. I have a, I have a buddy that um, is... I don't know how to describe his title. But basically he tours 
with various musical artists. And so he can, you know, he helps run the show and does all the backstage stuff and handles payments and all this other stuff. It's like a tour manager. Yeah, I guess more or less a tour manager. Yeah. And, uh, so I've been seeing, because when you go on like Venmo, you can see your friend's activity. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just been getting a crap ton of like $5, $10, $20 tips. And I think what's going on is he's working with somebody that's doing these virtual concerts and people are tipping and throwing money at him, at the guy. But the, it's going to my buddy who's then passing it along to the artist. That's weird. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, interesting. The I was trying to figure this out. So you... Let's say a band like No Effects goes on tour. I like, I, and it's to do the math would to, of how much money they're going to make on a tour or whatever. Like it's it's probably not a, as much as you think it is. It's it's probably all merchandise is where most of the profit right. is because the tickets go to the venue more or less. I mean they get a cut of that, but not yeah. So they, of it. so let's say they do a six month tour, right? Yeah. And they make X amount of dollars. Well, this is brilliant, dude. They did one night. Yeah, didn't have to go anywhere, and all the money basically is. Theirs. theirs yeah other than the cost of streaming and everything else yeah the bandwidth and the right. servers but that stuff you just you know amazon web services yeah and, and that's a uh you know they obviously had a third a third party do that part so right yeah i mean it, it makes sense because i mean even back in the day like uh, louis ck would release his own uh stand-up specials and sell them direct to the fan right and i think it five bucks, 10 bucks or whatever. And he made a good amount of money just doing that. So it does make sense. But I know for a lot of touring acts, that's their money or a lot of musicians, their money's made on tour because of the memorabilia, because of the merchandise, right. because of the, the other stuff. So it is interesting to see how this stay at home pandemic stuff is really throwing a wrench in everybody's plans of sorts. Like it's my, no cap. Have you ever heard of that? No, I think that's who did it. Oh, okay. Like, my uh, my son is actually going back to school. So he's been doing this at-home digital learning thing for, shit, over a month now already. Yeah. And later this month, he's going, the, the school district is returning, or not returning, they're starting their, their hybrid learning uh, solution because the the cases or the, the testing, the percentage of people po- testing positive for COVID is below the threshold and the cases are on a downward slope. Right. So they're comfortable enough with opening up schools apparently. And so he's doing a hybrid schedule. So the student body at his elementary school is split up between an AM and PM shift. So but they're for sure going back for sure. Going back weird until the numbers go crazy. Yeah. And, right. And right, then right. they'll close it back down again, which I kind of think is going to happen. Not necessarily because of his school opening up, but I think just schools in orange County opening up and going back. Right. Because you're, you're reading all about these college campuses where the, the numbers are getting out of control and they're having all these sorts of issues on college campuses. So I figure, anyways, so AM and PM shifts. My son has the PM shift, which means that in the morning he has to do his learning online. He's got to do his coursework you know, via uh, Google Classroom and yeah, all then, of the... And then he goes in. And then at 12 o'clock he starts school in the afternoon. So, it's kind of a pain in the ass to have to... For your day. For a parent, it's shitty because right. they're on campus or in class for just two and a half hours. Yeah, so you drop them off and you go back at 2.30 or whatever. Yes. And so it's not really long enough. I mean, you can't really, if you don't, if you have to go into the office or whatever, you can't really do that because you're right. going to be at the office for an hour and a half before yeah. you have to bail and come back. So that's really kind of interesting. So he has to do all his learning 
basically the same way they're doing it now, but they're replacing the online Zoom portion uh-huh. with that in-person, in-class experience. And by splitting the the AM and PM shift, there should only be like 15 kids, 12 yeah. kids in the class. But I, I don't know how that's going to go. Probably not well. It's yeah. also like for the kids too. Like that's got to be hard to to break up their day too from a concentration point of view. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think from a kid standpoint, I think it'll be better for them because I think the, the hard part is is because so much of this is is it's really kind of you have to do it on your own, uh-huh. right? You have to kind of pace yourself. You have to do all these activities, all these different lessons yeah, and stuff. That makes and sense. And unless you have a parent there with you saying, okay, you've done your math, now do your social studies, or now you do your reading or whatever. Yeah. If you're doing it on your own, it's just like you don't really know how to pace yourself or whatever. So at least the in-class experience will help with that. But it's going to be really kind of interesting to see how this all rolls out and what happens to the the, the testing numbers, the cases. Like yeah. if if Orange County starts to see a uptick in cases and they have to close it back down again, what's that threshold and do they have to, how long does it take to go back? It's... It's going to be interesting. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. You're almost... Like, when does the school year end? It ends... It kind of just started, right? It just started... Yeah. For my son, it started like August 17th, so it started two weeks earlier. Right, so that means right. his school year will end two weeks earlier, so it should be like end of May, beginning of June timing. Oh, okay. So they're... I mean, yeah, I guess it kind of... I don't see why they don't just stick with it. Like, none of us are going back to work. Right, yeah, Anytime I'm I'm not soon. going back till January. I think at the soonest now. Right, yeah, and I mean, it was October, like as of June or July. So oh, okay. So as events events keep unfolding and things change, the timeline changes. Right. So it is kind of interesting to say, you know, state of California says this is the requirement for schools to open back up. We just barely hit those requirements. Boom, we're opening right up. Let's do this instead of just saying like, hey, let's kind of wait. I was under the impression that they were going to wait till the trimester. Yeah, that's what I would figure. They would there would be like a solid mark, so you can plan for right. it. Be like, okay, and when we start the second trimester, we're going back. We're going to this hybrid approach, and when they decided they they were going to do it, kind of just randomly, was somewhat of a surprise. So when does that actually start? It starts the 29th of this of September. Month. Yeah. So next week. Uh, not this week, but the week after. Yeah. Yes, next week. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Huh. And so that's why I'm kind of wondering. Okay, so they start up at the end of September. Do cases start increasing in October and then we're back to staying at home doing the digital learning because the, the numbers have increased? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems numbers are going downward, but I know like in the Midwest, they're still climbing unexpectedly because of uh, repercussions from Sturgis and right. all of that. I don't know. I mean, I, my wife and I, we got our flu shots. We did that. So we're trying to do what we can. But Oh, yeah, flu shots. That's a thing that's happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I always get a flu shot. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just a nice preventative measure for me um, because as a diabetic, I'm technically right. high risk anyways. Right. So I don't get flu shots because there's needles involved and I'm all set. Thanks. This last time, I didn't even feel the needle. It really? was a super thin gauge. It was, <sighs> yeah, it was painless. Where'd you go? The CVS? Tar- yeah, CVS inside Target because yeah. you get a $5 gift card. Wait, what? Yeah. How much do they charge you? Nothing. It's free. And then they give you five bucks? Uh-huh. You have to make an appointment? No. You just walk in. Just walk in. This sounds... I don't believe you. Yeah. That's what, that's what I did. Huh. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll do it. I probably won't. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. So, my, my hands are getting a little sweaty just thinking about it. 
Aww. I know that's weird, but it's totally true. Just well, it's it goes in your arm, not like in your like usually like right up, uh, in your in your tricep area. Yeah, yeah. So unless you're like really trying to look at it, you're not going to see it. But yeah, it is a head thing. I mean, like <clears throat> I have to inject myself all the time, right. so I'm I'm used, you're to, used it. to it. But I still hate when I go to give blood. I can't look at it going in. Right, right. But usually it's because I I really uh, faint veins, uh-huh. so they kind of have to poke and prod to find something. They're to actually, shy. they're shy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't do enough like intravenous drugs to really bring the veins out, yeah, or I don't have enough much. muscles to push the veins out. <laughs> <laughs> One Which, of those, is whichever true. works. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, real quick, this, this no cap, it's nocapshows.com, and I guess they put on all these things. But you, so they've done the Wallows. I don't know who that is. Um, Lovely, the band did a live stream concert. The No Effects one, some band called Goldfish. Have you heard of them? Yeah, you have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Dirty Heads uh, okay. from the county fairgrounds in Ventura. The Wallows played at the Roxy. Uh, Record Heat, Seven Dust. So if you really, really want to watch Seven Dust on October 23rd. You can go see them. Yeah. Well, you can watch it from your home. Well, I'm going to look and see what's playing at the Ventura. Oh, at the, yeah, the yeah. actual fairgrounds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that, yeah. It, I don't know how that became the Mecca, though. It's, it's just the weirdest thing. It, it is thing. weird because it's a weird spot. But there's also... So somebody was telling me that basically when you go to one of these things, you get two car spaces. Oh, so, like in the parking lot? Yeah. So like you'll have your car parked and then you have an empty spot for all your chairs. Oh, and then and there's a car and a spot so that you're socially distanced from everybody. And you can put your chairs and whatnot down. They're opening up in uh, Del Mar in September. Oh, Okay. So Cypress Hill live in concert on Friday, September twenty fifth. Dirty Heads on the twenty sixth of September. Huh. Um, DJ Snoopadelic. So Snoop Dogg on Friday, October second. Okay. Slightly Stupid on October 9th. Okay. I'm skipping the ones I don't know. The Beach Boys on October twenty third. Oingo Boingo former members on October twenty fourth. <laughs> what does that mean? So it's everybody except for. Um, you know, or the, not uh, the the dude that does all the soundtracks and stuff. Yeah. Brian Eno. No, it's no Brian Eno wasn't in that. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of interesting that they're doing all these concerts in Ventura, but in uh, in Del Mar, I don't think they have a. Let's see who's playing in Del Mar, because Del Mar is closer. That's just San Diego, not even San Diego. It's just on the way down. Ooh, a Selena tribute concert. That doesn't necessarily sound fun. No, I. You know what I think it is? It's it's the same acts that are playing in in Ventura are playing in Del Mar because they're close enough that they can do one one night and do the other the other night. Right. If you want to see Aaron Lewis from Stained, he's playing with Sully Erna, who I have no idea who Sully Erna is. I don't know. Brian Eno was in Roxy Music. That's what he was in. In case anybody cares. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll be like, I don't know. Danny Elfman. So Danny Elfman is yeah, 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 playing. Right, so right. it's basically everybody but Danny. So, uh, well, I wonder if Warren will be playing then. I don't know. Or Josh. Josh played drums for them for a while, didn't he? Mr. Josh Fries. Possibly. I don't know. But yeah, concerts in the car... Comedians in the car, movies. I, I don't know. It's. I kind of want to try it, like just to say you did it. 
Yeah, to see what it's like, but but they're expensive. Yeah, because you're they're being charged by the carload, and there's no occupancy limits other than you. All the passengers have to be like legally seatbelted in. So if it's like a six passenger car, you get six people in for the price of that one car. But it's still admission. like over a hundred dollars. It could be, yeah. Like I know for the like the Spectrum when they do the drive-in movies, it's fifty bucks per car for the movie. Yeah, but then they give you a twenty dollars gift card to the Spectrum, so you can get your food and drink and snacks. And then bring it back to the car to watch the movie. But I don't have friends. Right. So that's the... I don't want to pay $100 for myself. True. But, I mean, when you go to a concert and you go by yourself, how much are you spending on a concert ticket? 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Yeah, oh, okay. I go, I like to go to, like, smaller venues. Yeah. Uh, Maybe 50 at the most. Yeah, because I've, I've... Yeah, I gotta say, I've paid probably about 50 to 100 bucks for concert tickets. I don't go to, like, big... I mean, I know a lot of people that go to all these big arena shows and stuff all the time, and I just... I, I don't. Yeah, the only only band I've seen in, like, arenas multiple times has been Foo Fighters. Yeah. But I usually just wait, and I stalk on StubHub and just wait to buy last-minute tickets on right. the day of when people are getting desperate and the price drops. Yeah, and they just want to... Yeah, off, offload. Offload them, yeah. No, I... um. <clears throat> I don't know. It's not that I don't like going to those shows, but a lot of the stuff that I wanted to see over the last couple of years happens to just have been at smaller, like the observatory. And yeah. Stuff. So yeah. that's cool. I like that stuff. Um, I was talking about this yesterday, actually. Like Built to Spill was supposed to play on my birthday, and I was really looking forward to that. But, you know, thanks. Your birthday probably. got canceled, yeah. Yeah, basically. I didn't do anything for my birthday. Yeah, I mean, so many holidays have come and gone through COVID that nothing really happened. I mean, yeah. birthdays, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Well, I hung out. I I mean, we hung out as a family and went swimming for my birthday, which is basically a, a normal Saturday. weekend. For you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except there was cake and maybe a balloon or two. There was cake. There was plenty of uh, adult beers. There you go. Yeah. Versus kids' beers. Yeah, that's... O'Doul's. O'Doul's. <laughs> could you imagine just letting a kid roll around with an O'Doul's? You could, couldn't you? But I mean, the alcohol. But don't you content, still have to be eighteen? I don't know. Or twenty-one to buy them? Because it has like a slight alcoholic it's content. Like 0, to it. Yeah. Oh, something, right? I don't know. Google yeah. search. Hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give an duels to my kid? Can kids drink? Oh man, are you really looking that up? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Non-alcoholic beer. So while you do that... Because of its very low alcohol content, non-alcoholic beer may be legally sold to people under 21 in many states. Okay, but that doesn't mean Yeah, state. but it doesn't mean anything. And now there's a Reddit question. Is it okay to give non-alcoholic beer to a child? Okay, let's see what it says. What's the answers? I'm, I'm going to see. Uh, they're answering from other countries. That doesn't help. Like in Germany, you can drink when you're 14. It's like, fuck. Uh, there's no clear... There's no definitive answer. Yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. Kristen Bell has to explain why her daughters were drinking O'Doul's during a Zoom call four days ago. Really? Apparently that's what's coming up. Apparently her kids have a taste for non-alcoholic beer. How old are her kids? I don't know. Uh, seven and five. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, there's your answer. I guess it's fine. Yeah. Apparently because Dax Shepard has, you know, has had problems with sobriety in the past, they have non-alcoholic beer in the house and the kids drink it. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to have to buy Grayson his first non-alcoholic beer. I mean, it's... It seems it's so kinda, strange. It's super weird. Like... Yeah. 
but it's the weird thing is is it's it's not entirely non-alcoholic because it's still yeah uh, i mean there's residual alcohol so like here's one that says is it bad for a 12 year old to drink (laughs) non-alcoholic beer and like it i I mean (laughs) somebody said i see nothing wrong with this never mind a non-alcoholic beer in many cultures outside the u.s a younger that's the thing a young teenager having an actual beer now and then is very common many families allow their children like we used to get wine when we were kids with water in it I never had that. I, I my dad would always try to you know, slip me like a sip of his beer, but he drank Budweiser, and it was not a good. I I don't like Budweiser because of that. But um, yeah. Some, I just closed the window, but somebody said nothing wrong with it unless you're a Mormon or a tight ass. There you go. Which is all right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I had like an uncle or something that would you know if I got him a beer, I'd get a sip of it. Yeah. So I yeah. liked beer when I was a kid. Yeah, um, my dad only my dad didn't discover like Corona until like I was in high school. So up until that point, it was always like the the cases of Budweiser in the can. Yeah, that's what the fridge was full of. That and Pepsi. My dad was a big Pepsi drinker. Didn't care for Coke. But so, you're a Coke guy. Yeah, Coke. Well, Coke when, it, when it came to like diet beverages, yeah. Diet Coke tastes much better than Diet Pepsi. Mm. And then with the advent of Coke Zero, that's been my go-to. Do you remember the Pepsi Challenge? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you did you ever do it? Yeah, my uh, when we went to Radwood, LA, like uh, two years ago now, uh, Grayson won the the Pepsi Challenge. Oh really? Yeah, he t- he nailed it every time. He oh. got it right, and he uh, he won a uh, a Santa Cruz skateboard. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, I did it. I mean, it was when we were younger, but what I was at like at the grocery store or something. No, a water park or something. Oh, mine was at a grocery store. Oh no, it was at Six Flags. Oh, there you go. And they had the Pepsi Challenge thing, and I did it. And no, no idea. You didn't win. I was like, these are both the same. Wrong. Yeah, false. Okay, well they both suck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember ever being a super, super, super big soda drinker. Yeah, that was because you know we always had Pepsi in the fridge, and then like of course you know we go out like fast food, yeah. you would get a soda. I do like Dr Pepper though. Yeah, I haven't had one in years. Diet Dr Pepper is pretty good. Is it? Yeah, I drink usually if I like I'll have one or two sodas a year, and they end up being Sprite or like Sierra Mist, like one of the clear ones. But Lacroix. It's just bubbly water, which is soda. No. Minus a caffeine. Well, but it also doesn't it's, have sugar. It actually has nothing in it. It's just water, carbonated water. Yeah, yeah. And like a hint of someone's poor description of a flavor. Yeah, naturally essenced. Yeah. That's, Pomplemousse that's, is my favorite one. That's their vague way of protecting their intellectual property. I guess. It's Whole30 approved, apparently. Good for those people. Which I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a very rigid diet that's free of like carbs and everything. It's basically just like meat and veg. If you've got carbs in your water, what the hell kind of water are you drinking? Electrolytes, Gatorade. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. On that thought. Let's be done with this. Let's be done with this. I'm going to get my son a non-alcoholic beer on the way home. Dude, I, yeah, take pictures. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. This is hilarious. Is it going to be O'Doul's? I mean, what other non-alcoholic beers are there? Isn't St. Pauli non-alcoholic i think they do have a non-alcoholic i Saint thought that Pauli. was their jam i thought that's the whole point of oh it. no 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 i think it's now i'm gonna look yeah, at non-alcoholic like, beer yeah, brands non-alcoholic beer brands um brew dog whatever that is heineken zero okay heineken was what i was thinking of Kloss taller mckeller so odul's is for some reason the only one that like stands 
Bitburger, Brooklyn Brewery, Atlanta. Huh. So, for some reason, there's a website that actually has an article that says, five non-alcoholic beers that are actually good and ranked. Interesting. But they're probably all like crafty ones you can't get, right? Number five was Heineken. Number four was Brooklyn Brewery Special Effects. Number three was Brewdog Stout. Oh, there's a Brewdog Nanny State as well. Yeah. Then there's a... Number two was Klaus Haller Dry Hopped from Frankfurt. Yep. Number one, Athletic Brewing. We're looking... We must be looking at the same article. Run wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because there's not going to be a whole bunch of uh, links. Oh, Polliner is the one. They have one. Uh... That's a, like a wheat beer, a half. I'm going to have to take Grace into like Total Wine or Bevmo. Uh, <laughs> they go, all right, pick out your first non-alcoholic there's a, beer. There's a Coors non-alcoholic. That's got to taste like piss. There's going to be water. It's Rocky Mountain pee water. Yeah. Sounds all terrible. right, that, that, that'll, be, that'll be my ungrown-up father-son adventure is getting him some non-alcoholic beer. And here's where you get sued by some jackass i guarantee like, or somebody's gonna yell at you but it's gonna be amazing mm-hmm. well i'll do some research we'll look into this maybe gopro the whole thing mount the gopro to the bottle so you get it from like the bottom oh, that's, perspective good, that's tilting so it. funny that'd be pretty good i should mount a cup holder to his handlebars <laughs> <laughs> on his bike yeah oh dude and he's just rolling around drinking <laughs> Looking all strung out. Oh, what's, that'd be pretty funny. What's up, ladies? Oh, God, that's hilarious. Okay, now for real, that we got to end it on that. Yes. That is, that's too good. All right, goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast, and for this, we apologize. <laughs>